with, uh, we're going to start with, uh, we're going to actually start with uh, a TED Talk this morning, and we're going to self-stone it, do a review on rhetorical uh, strategies, and then we're going to do a grammar review, again, because syntax is really important, that's one thing we write about. All right. Uh, let's see, Joanna, can you read this please, nice and loud. Through an, an analysis of a TED Talk, you will identify the meaning, purpose, argument, authorial style and voice of Will Stephan in his quest to give a speech about math. To do this, we will implement the soapstone method. It is very similar to a hippo from a push. Have you guys done hippo? No? Okay. All right. Just making sure. All right. Keep going. With this baseline, we'll review Aristotle's rhetorical triangle and rhetorical appeals and apply those appeals in a unique presentation. Persuasive style. Then you will endeavor a practice AP language and composition exam to sample the kinds of questions that will be present and the level of rigor of the exam. This year, I will divide the course into nine overarching units. The unit, units are intended to cover the rhetorical situation, claims, and evidence. Reasoning and organization and study. Awesome. Great. So we've already kind of talked about the RH standards just a little bit. In fact, I think I even gave you a handout for those. Um, give me one second. <coughs> and, um, I have my map things in there too. Can I just turn those into you? Can you turn them to the office for me? After I read it? Yeah, nice and loud. As you watch the TED Talk, I want you to identify the following components. One, the subject of the text. Two, the occasion for which the text is written. Three, the audience for which the text is written, for the for whom. And four, the purpose of the text, the what and why. Five, the speaker's background, political views, and potential biases or motivations. And number six, the tone of the text, the how. So when we watch it a second time, after reviewing Aristotle's philosophies on rhetoric. I want you to think about how Stephen uses logos, logic, research, facts, statistics, etc., pathos, emotional appeals, personal anecdotes, audience bonding platforms, and ethos, credibility, authority, expertise, etc., as a speaker. Okay. Alright, uh, go fast because we're gonna watch the video. Alright, this is called, it's a TED Talk called How to Sound Smart. Right. Uh, yes, thank you, good question. Um, yeah, in your notebook, just make a soapstone, kind of a chart, uh, or if you don't use charts, bullets, however. Remember, it's, it's all about you, how you think, so how you take your notes. I'm never gonna like grade your, your structure of doing a soapstone, okay? So first time through, we're gonna soapstone this out. Second time through, we're gonna go through and we're gonna look at the rhetorical appeals like ethos, pathos, and logos, okay? All right, do you guys need a second to set your books up? Okay, so definitely somewhere at the top, I'd write this down, it's called How to Sound Smart in your TED Talks. It's by William Will Steffen. So write that down. Give you just a second. How to Sound Smart in your TED Talk.
That's nothing. Which is what I I will make it seem like I do. Like what I am saying is brilliant. And maybe, just maybe, you will feel like you learned something. Now, I'm going to get started with the opening. I'm going to make a... Sorry, guys. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. Why? Did that promotion give Kevin a big end? No, I can't. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, now there's an ad. I believe how easy it was to say it with Kaiko. I'm sure. 
but I, for one, have no idea who he is. I simply Google image the word scientist. And now, you see, I'd like it to seem like I'm making points, building an argument, inspiring you to change your life, when in reality, this is just me buying time. Now, if you don't believe me, let's take a look at the numbers. This is a real thing that's happening right now. The number of talks that I'm giving is one. Interesting facts imparted thus far in said talk, well, that's going to be a zero. My height in inches is 70.5, note the .5 there. Two times six equals 12, and then interestingly enough, six times two also equals 12, that's math. 352 is a three-digit number. One, two, three, four, five, and then almost immediately following that, we get six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Now, to add more filler here, I'm gonna give you a couple more numbers to consider. Uh, 18, 237. 5,601, 2.6 million, 4, 4, 24, staggering. These are real numbers, all of them. And to follow that up, let's take a look at some graphs. Now, if you take a look at this pie chart, what you're going to see is that the majority far exceeds the minority. Everybody see that? Cool, isn't it? And let's take a look at this bar graph, because it shows similarly irrelevant data. Now, I'm doing this because I'd like to make it seem like I've done my homework. If you were, say, watching this on YouTube with the sound off, you might think, huh, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about. But I don't. I'm floundering, panicking, I've got nothing. I'm a total and utter phony. But you know what? I was offered a TED Talk. And damn it, I'm gonna see it through. Now, if you take a look behind me, these are just words paired with vaguely thought-provoking stock photos. I'm going to point at them like I'm making use both of my time as well as your time, but in reality, I don't know what half of them mean. And now, as these continue, I'm just going to start saying gibberish. Wagga wah, gabba gabba, turkey, mouth in a mouth, chip, trip, my dog skip, rip it and dip it, Richard. I'm an itty bitty baby bopper and I'm hungry in my tum-tum. Brad Pitt, Uma Thurman. Names, things, words, words, and more things. And see, it feels like it might make sense, doesn't it? Like maybe, just maybe, I'm building to some sort of satisfying conclusion. I mean, I'm gesticulating as though I am. I'm pacing, I'm growing in intensity, I'm taking off my glasses, which by the way, are just frames. <laughs> I wore them to look smart, even though my vision is perfect. And now I'm gonna slow things down a little bit. I'm gonna change the tone. I'm gonna make it seem like I'm building to a moment. And what if I was? <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? What can you do? Life's a roller coaster. You know, <laughs> if there's one thing you take away from my talk, I'd like you to think about what you heard at the beginning. And I'd like you to think about what you hear now. Because it was nothing, and it's still nothing. Think about that. Or don't, that's fine. And now I'm going to stop talking. Thank you. Hey, 
I'm going to give you a second to kind of talk to your neighbor a little bit and help each other fill out your soapstone. Go. The subject of the text was nothing. I thought it was This is what she had on the PowerPoint. Oh, the speaking. Did you guys catch all of the strategies he actually used? Yeah. A lot. But I don't think it's actually nothing. I think it's something. I think the subject was how you were supposed, how you could effectively. Talk, talk. I want to hear you guys talking. Well, I, I think it was to show the physical and visual cues that people use to act. How we think people use. I like how you said that. I agree. And she's gonna need a little bit of help catching up because so. The physical and visual cues just people use to impact the way we think. Give me about one more minute. Then we're gonna kind of share out a little bit. <laughs> and then occasion is he has to right in the TED talk yeah he was asked to present yeah presenting the TED talks about 30 more seconds Do you guys feel, based off of what you saw, that he's a speaker? Yeah. Why do you say that? Because he knows how to um, effectively communicate or like present something. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. What else? What did you say, Adrian? He keeps us thinking and keeps us engaged with. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. Okay. Sorry. Say it again. He keeps us engaged with what, like what he's 
saying, even though he's not saying anything. Okay, good. What else? What else do we know about him? Anything else? Okay, uh, let's go to the next one. Occasion. He was offered. He was what? He was asked. Offered to talk. Offered a TED Talk, okay. He was asked to present, like, the TED Talk. Do you feel like it might have been kind of last minute, or do you feel like he had time to prepare? He had time to prepare. Yeah. Why do you say he had time to prepare? Because... Because he what? He had a PowerPoint, okay. Yeah. It also, like, smooth, like, went along, like, really well. And even though he was, like, being sarcastic about, like, not being prepared, that made me feel like he actually was prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I like that. Okay, what about a audience? Who's his audience? The people listening, okay. like on YouTube or there. Okay. Yeah. 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 Good. I like that. What else? Would it be also anybody who gives presentations? Could it be to a high school English class? Yeah. Sure. Uh, all right. S O A P purpose. What's his purpose? To teach the audience how to sound smart. I'm sorry, say it one more time. To teach the audience how to sound smart. Okay, did he sound smart? No. No, you don't think he did? Who thinks no, he didn't? Who thinks yeah, he did sound smart? Okay, so Adrian, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Why do you think he didn't sound smart? Because I don't think, um, what I put, I just put, that even though he has no point, he kept us up thinking that at the end he will keep us up. That he would have the point, like, kept me thinking that at the end he was going to come up with something to really, truly show us that he was prepared and all this stuff by keeping us engaged the whole time. But at the end, he kind of just said, bye. This was done. So, but did, so who says, yeah, he did sound kind of smart? Yeah, why? Well, I think, like, that was his whole point. His whole point was to, like, keep you listening and keep you, like, wanting to know what he was going to say. And that takes, like, a lot of strategy. So I think like you know, like his point was to sound stupid and sound like he didn't have anything. Like everything behind it was fine. Was he making a good point? Even though he wasn't talking about anything, was he making good points? <coughs> yeah. Jeff, what do you think? I mean, yeah. Because like it was his kind of whole point is like you can use many times to like record the things and say nothing at the same time. And he accomplished his point, I think, in the end. Anybody else want to add? Yeah. Um, I just wanted to add that there was like a part where he said that like he didn't do his research because like, it was all thrown together, but really he did do his research because he would have had to watch speeches and had to like know about speeches of how TED Talks are actually like formed and like how they all put it together, you know? I feel like I would love to have shown this to you first with no words. Yeah. Do you think watching it the first time without actually knowing what he was saying, do you feel like you would have been like, Wow, this guy's like pulling out all stops. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. yeah. Well, like on the PowerPoint, like all the graphs and stuff are like had super stupid labels on. So. <clears throat> they did, but. And he just like went through and just like. like yeah. This is a bunch of freaking numbers, like, okay. But if you didn't have the volume turned up and you didn't know what he's talking about, would he be maybe providing logos? I feel like you would start getting like a little clue as that he's joking once the fours start coming up that four four twenty four 
I feel like by then you'd probably figure out that's not really serious. Or two plus six equals twelve. Or, or yeah, or six <laughs> times two equals twelve, and then two times six equals twelve. Okay. Yeah. But before that, he, he talks about gesticulation, right? Did you see he like moved his glasses at the right times, moved his arms, right? That's gesticulation. If you've been in competitive speech or debate or any debate or speech class, are you supposed to use your hands when you're speaking? Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Uh, body language, he was using body language very well, right? He was asking rhetorical questions, he was doing repetition, um, he was using anaphoras and ascendantans, all kinds of rhetorical devices, right? But he even used alliterations. But he spoke about absolutely nothing. Did he really speak about absolutely nothing? No. No. What was he really, truly speaking on? Yeah, Courtney. Uh I think he was speaking about both the physical and visual cues people use to impact the way we think. Mm, I, like I like how she put that. Yeah, I like that too. Nice job. What else? Destiny? What was, what was he really talking about? Did he seem smart even though he was talking about absolutely nothing? Yeah? Uh, okay, last one, tone. What was his tone? What was his feelings about the topic he was talking about? And remember, when we, we talk about that, we look at his diction. How did he feel about his topic? Sarcastic. Sarcastic. How do you know he, met, he was sarcastic? Specifically? Can you give me an example? I can't remember. Anybody give me an example? The movement? Yeah. Wait. When he like moved his glasses and said, I'm gonna move my left arm and then I'm gonna move my right arm. Um, just audiating that makes it seem more sarcastic. Okay. And I think uh, you brought up the point about like the data, right? Uh, when he starts doing the two times six, six points two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, we definitely start to get his tone, right? Okay. All right. So uh, let's see. Curtis, can you read this for me? Yeah. I know you probably already know this, so consider this as a refresher. According to Aristotle, the art of rhetorical rhetoric, rhetoric sorry, the art of re, of re, rhetoric <laughs> rests on three cornerstone appeals: the appeals of ethos within the territory of the writer, speaker, and the cred and the credibility checkpoint, um, and then the appeal to logos within the territory of the writer or spoken message, the purpose checkpoint, and the appeal to pathos within the territory of the audience and emotional compatibility checkpoint. All of these appeals work together with the persuasive component of rhetoric. If you believe what I am saying because I am saying it, we have trust, re reliability. If you believe the message of what I am saying, when, then we have veritability. Validity. Validity, sorry. Okay. Yeah. 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 Y
Um, if it connects with you, then we have a potential for dialect, a shared platform of thoughts and reasoning. Okay. Um, all right, so we've got the rhetorical triangle. Love, don't you love the cat? Because you know I hate cats. But there's a triangle here. Uh, so in the top we have ethos, appeal to ethos, is, which is the credibility of the writer. Um, and this is always the writer and the speaker. So which letters would fit up here for soapstone? Speaker. Speaker. Okay, anything else? <clears throat> Not sure? Let's go down to the next one. Audience, appeals to pathos. This is emotions, beliefs, and values. Uh, which would this be? Audience. A. Okay, so we have S and A. And then we have, down here we have purpose, message, appeals to logos, facts, research, and data. P. So we have S, A, P. So what are we missing? O and tone. O and tone. Where do you think O and tone would kind of fit into this triangle? Occasion would be like the background of the photo. It's what? The background of the photo? Okay. Yeah. And what would the other one be? Also the background of the photo. Mm -hmm. Or it would be the cat. Yeah. So they tie together. They really do. You have to have all of them. They all tie together. And, and, and that's, that's, how we, that's how we use the rhetorical triangle. Okay? Or also you could say it's kind of in between these different brackets. All right. Um, Rhetoric, let's see. Uh, Lauren. Rhetoric is the ways in which we try to persuade a given audience for a given purpose. Here are some classic examples of rhetoric. When a politician tries to get you to vote for him, he is using rhetoric. When a lawyer tries to move a jury, he is using rhetoric. When a government produces propaganda, it is using rhetoric. When an advertisement tries to get you to buy something, it is using rhetoric. When the president gives a speech, he is using rhetoric. Okay, so we've got um, appeals to success. Uh, Elizabeth. Like ethic, ethos refers to the character or authority of the speaker slash writer. A perception of the speaker slash writer's ethos is what leads us to trust what they are saying, the credibility of writing. Yeah, this is mostly review. Uh, McKenna. Um, an emotional appeal to human emotions such as desire, passion, or patriotism within the audience leads the viewers, includes considerations of the values and beliefs in the audience that will ultimately move them to action. Okay. And then appeals to logos, uh, Isaac. Wonderful. And appeals to reasonable logic for the influence and use of values. It's math research order and values. So we're going to go through and we're going to watch this video one more time. And this time I want you to identify the ethos, pathos, and logos that he uses in this speech. So maybe down at the bottom, just write ethos, pathos, logos, a chart, or you do a triangle, whatever one you want to do. And let's uh, identify these strategies. talk to each other while you're doing it if you hear something.
as a speaker at today's conference, have for you all. I have nothing. Nada. Zip. Zilch. Zippo. Nothing smart. Nothing inspirational. Nothing even remotely researched at all. I have absolutely nothing to say whatsoever. And yet, through my manner of speaking, I will make it seem like I do. Like what I am saying is brilliant. And maybe, just maybe, you will feel like you learned something. So, pause right there. What do you know so far? Yeah. He's a speaker at today's conference when he said that that boosted his logos. His logos or his like ethos, he, oh, his reputation? Yeah. His so ethos. ethos. Okay. What else? Yeah. He basically says, I am smart. How? By like saying that even though he has nothing, he will still feel like he learned something. Okay. Yeah, what else? Yeah. Uh, for ethos, I had, even before you start the video, it's from TED Talks. And most people know that TED Talks is where smart people go to talk about things. Yeah, yeah. So there's definitely some credibility there. And even when he's saying, I have absolutely nothing to say, the way he says it and the way he uses his voice and the tone of his voice, we, we feel like he does have something to say. So is that ethos? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, let's keep going. Now, I'm going to get started with the opening. I'm going to make a lot of hand gestures. I'm going to do this with my right hand. I'm going to do this with my left. I'm going to adjust my glasses. And then I'm going to ask you all a question. Uh, by show of hands, how many of you all have been asked a question before? Okay, great. I'm seeing some hands. And again, I have nothing here. Okay, anything there? Logos. Why? He's using logic. You know, how many of you have been asked a question? And great, I'm seeing some hands. It's logical. Okay, what else? Yeah. Feeling to the like the 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 emotion of the audience asking that question. Yeah, he's connecting to his audience, right? Yeah. So he's making the audience feel something. Is that pathos? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, well let's keep going. Now I'm gonna react to that and act like I'm telling you a personal anecdote. Something to break the tension. Watch his body language. To endear myself a little bit. Something kind of uh, embarrassing. <laughs> hey, what's that? Like a little walk of shame. He's what? Like a little walk of shame. So, is that ethos, pathos, or logos? Pathos. Pathos. Is he emotionally connected <laughs> to the audience? He's like acting embarrassed, um, acting, um, he says, a old little personal anecdote. If you're giving a personal anecdote to your audience, are you connecting to them with pathos? Yeah. Right. And you guys are going to make an awesome sound. Pathos. It's true. It really happened. And now I'm going to bring it to a broader point. I'm going to really back in. I'm going to make it intellectual. I'm going to bring it to this man right here. What's that? Now, what this man did Logos. was important, I'm sure. And also what? But I Ethos. thought I'm building credibility. I simply Google image the yeah, word but scientist. Too. Logic. And now, you see, I'd like it to seem like I'm making points. Building an argument, inspiring you to change your life, when in reality, this is just me buying What's that? time. Now, if you don't believe me, let's take a look at the numbers. This is a... Okay, when he starts using the PowerPoint, what's he doing here, Jet? Uh, 
so that's which one? Logos. Logos. Um, every time he starts using that PowerPoint, he's using words, he's using numbers. You guys know numbers are part of data and statistics. That's logic, right? Logos. He's also building some credibility as he does that, right? To make him say, seem like he has that Logos. The real thing that's happening right now. The number of talks that I'm giving is one. Is that logic? Interesting facts and part Logos? of for inset talk. Well, data and evidence, zero. right? My height in inches is 70.5, known the point .5 there. Two times six equals 12, and then interestingly enough, six times two also equals 12, that's math. 352 is a three digit number. One, two, three, four, five, and then almost immediately following that we get six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Now, to add more filler here, I'm gonna give you a couple more numbers to consider. Uh, 18, 237. 5,601, 2.6 million, 4, 4, 24. Okay, and again, we're using a lot of data, logos to back up what he's saying. So not only is he using that logos, he's also creating credibility for himself as a speaker. Ethos. Um, yes, this data doesn't really make any sense, but when you're speaking, are you always told to back yourself up with evidence? Is he doing that? Yeah, I mean, that it's absolutely doesn't mean anything. It's totally meaningless, but it's making his point that he's backing it up with evidence, so he is creating credibility for himself. Okay? Staggering. These are real numbers, all of them. And to follow that up, let's take a look at some graphs. Now, if you take a look at this pie chart, what you're going to see is that the majority far and exceeds logos. the minority. Everybody see that? Cool, isn't it? <coughs> and let's take a look at this bar graph because it shows similarly irrelevant data. Now, I'm doing this because I'd like to make it seem like I've done my homework. If you were, say, watching this on YouTube with the sound off, you might think, huh, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about. But I don't. I'm floundering, panicking, I've got nothing. I'm a total and utter phony. But you know what? I hate those. I was off a TED Talk. And damn it, I'm gonna see it through. Now, if you take a look behind me, these are just words paired with video the pictures. stock photos. I'm gonna point at them like I'm making these both the funny time as well as your time, but in reality, I don't know what half of them mean. Hate those. And now as these those. continue, I'm just gonna start saying gibberish. Imagine, what right? Wah. These are the people who want you to feel with the pictures. Turkey. Let's hate those. Mouth in a mouth. Chip, trip, my dog skip. Rip it and dip it, Richard. I'm an itty bitty baby bopper, and I'm hungry in my tum tum. Brad Pitt, Uma Thurman. Names, things, words, words, and more things. And see, it feels like it might make sense, doesn't it? Like maybe, just maybe, I'm building to some sort of satisfying conclusion. I mean, I'm gesticulating as though I am. I'm pacing, I'm growing in intensity, I'm taking off my glasses, which by the way are just frames. I wore them to look pathos. smart, to be pathos. even though my vision yeah. Yeah. is yeah, perfect. We, we see glasses think he's smart, but he's also pathos because he's making them laugh. I'm going to change the tone. I'm going to make it seem like I'm building ethos to a moment. Right? Hey, Dusty and Isaac, sit up, please. And what if I was? <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? 
What can you do? Life's a roller coaster. I was waiting for a picture of a roller coaster. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if there's one thing you take away from my talk, I'd like you to think about what you heard at the beginning. And I'd like you to think about what you hear now. Because it was nothing, and it's still nothing. Think about that. Or don't, that's fine. And now I'm going to stop talking. Thank you. All right. Uh, so, what do you guys think? Was this, uh, did this make his point? He actually did make a point at the end. What was his point? When he crashed the first time, when he was all like, <clears throat> it was nothing and I was still it. That kind of like came full circle. Okay, but was it really about nothing? No. No? no. no? What was it really, really about? About you could how you could appeal. Hold on one second. Yeah. Oh, I think a little bit like how it's like less about what you're saying and more about like how you say it. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, it's about how you could appeal to the audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even though it feels like he was unprepared and didn't really have a focus or knew what he was talking about, he really did. Um, but he did it with his body language and with his words more than anything. Right. Okay. Uh, all right. So uh, I want you to just to kind of discuss this for a couple seconds with your uh, partner or whoever's right around you. Um, finish up your notes and then flip to the next page. We're going to take some grammar notes. Are there any of you who have never applied for fast forward money? If you have never applied for fast forward money, I need you to take this home, get it filled out, and bring it back. That means you've never taken a course, an AP course, and asked for money. Everybody else has done it? You guys all took AP history last year, right? Did you request it and everything, though? Yeah. It should be okay. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Yep. Anybody else need it? Haley, did you take history last year? Yeah, I did. All right, everybody else good? Okay, uh, we're going to be getting your computers today, and then I think next class we're going to have somebody come in and like walk you through signing up. Um, a couple things you need to know. Number one, if you sign up for the AP test and you don't take the test, you owe the school $55. Okay? Um, because, and you can't take it out of your fast forward money, you actually have to pay back that, that amount. So if you are going to take the AP test, you need to make sure that you take the test. Otherwise, you're going to owe money, and that will be tacked on to your account. Okay? So be sure you're thinking about that. Um, we will sign up for CWI credit in January. Uh, please remember that you should be working on that paper. When is it due? The 30th. The 30th. That is about a week and a half away. Okay, well, two, about two weeks. Um, how many of you have started that? How many of you are like, oh crap, I forgot all about it? Okay, how many of you need to start it? How many of you just aren't raising your hand? Okay, all right, uh, make sure that you get that done. That is, that is part of your CWI coursework. You do need to do it. You've had a month, so make sure that you're working on it, okay? All right, next thing, uh, we're gonna go and do a little bit of a grammar review. I do expect you to take some notes. Start right here. 
with Ryan, nice and loud. What is grammar? Grammar is the master lexicon, vocabulary slash dictionary of any language. Linguistics is the study of languages. In linguistics and grammar, there are two important things to be studied. Number one, syntax, the structure or word order of the language. And two, semantics, the meaning of words or combination of words. So semantics could also be considered what? Connotation. What? Connotation. Connotation and diction, right? Our word choice. Wait, we need to write all this down? Oh, no. Oh. I'll tell you what you need to write down. But you should probably write down syntax and semantics. Yeah. So I'll give you a second to write that one down. Syntax is structure or word order of a language. Semantics is the meaning of words. So it's structure of words, sentence structure, and semantics is meaning of words. Remember, when you are taking notes, did you write down every single word? No, you gotta start shortening things. Okay, all right, next slide. Structure, uh, let's see, uh, we'll just go right down the line, Jet. Uh, structure, S-V-O, in the English language, the common syntax or order is subject, noun, verb, verb, object, noun. Good. Parts of a sentence, noun, write this down. You guys know this, but you should still write it down. The noun, aka subject, is the person, place, or thing in a sentence. So noun, person, place, or thing. regards to the subject. So verb, action, state, occurrence. Notice the important words are like bolded. The verb, action, state, occurrence. Bless you. need to know transitive and intransitive uh let's see uh alizé do you mind reading this one yeah. nice and loud uh okay so transitive verb write that down it's a verb that sends its action to a noun or a pronoun, or the direct object, do. And intransitive verb is a verb without a direct object, or do. Bless you. Get into this pretty heavy. Mm 
Transitive or intransitive? So you're going to ask yourself, is there a direct object? Again, we'll get into this for now. Just take the notes. Parts of a sentence, an object. The object can come in two forms. It's the mystique of the parts of a sentence. It can be indirect or direct. So there's two types of ob objects, indirect objects and objects, direct objects. is a person or a thing that receives the action of a verb. For example, I hit, I hit what? The dog. I hit the dog. So the dog, dog would be the direct object. Direct object is a person or thing that receives the action. Okay, next one. Indirect object is a noun or pronoun that indicates whom or for whom the action of the verb is performed. Adjectives. The adjective describes a noun. Answers the following question. What kind, which one, how many? Adjectives add to the nouns. I always thought they should be called ad nouns. Because the other one's called adverb. provides additional information. Um, way to remember this one is, is anywhere a mouse can go. A mouse can go under, around, between, um, by, alongside, with, right? 
where we're going to start. Prepositions. Your job is, I'm going to give you two weeks and I need you to memorize a song. Okay, pretty easy. Um, if any of you have gone to a charter school, has anybody seen this before? No? Yeah? Charter school? Yeah. Oh. Preposition, preposition, starting with an A, a quarter about above, across after against, long, among, round, after. Here's the reason why I'm going to have you guys memorize this. If you know the prepositions and the prepositional phrase, how to identify them? Grammar is easy. This is literally the hardest thing. If you can figure out a preposition, once you take those out of a sentence, everything else is cake. Okay? So you guys are going to memorize a preposition song. There's 49 of them. The first three people to memorize them, I'm going to buy you a king size candy bar of your choice. I know. She's like, do you remember it? The whole thing? Okay. I know. Okay. I, I remember till D. So. Till D. Oh, so I got two people who already remember like the first half of it. So you guys are gonna have to get some more. Uh, I've had a student before memorize this in one class period. All right. So let's go through this. D. I can wait. Preposition, preposition, starting with an A. Say it with me. Preposition, preposition, starting with an A. A board about above, across, Africans, among, around, around, at. Preposition, preposition, starting with a B. Before, behind, below, beneath, beside, between, beyond, but, by. Preposition, preposition, starting with a D. Down, during. Preposition, preposition, don't go away. Go to the middle and see what we say. E, F, and L, and O, except for from, inside, and to, like near, of, off, out, outside, outside, over. Preposition, preposition, all this through, start with P, and end with W, pass, through, throughout, to, towards, under, and leave, until, up, upon, with, within, without. Preposition, preposition, preposition easy as can be. We're all finished in our We've just recited all 49 of these. Okay. So you got two weeks. So let's just say you gotta have it done before October 1st. So this is actually gonna be a grade, so I'm gonna give you a grade for this. Okay? You need to memorize it. First three gets what? King size candy bars. Of your choice. Should I make it like the first five, just to make it fair, since two people already kind of remember it? Yeah. Okay, first five. I'll do first five. Okay? Um, but I will promise you that probably next class, you better be in here ready first thing and come and get me, because it'll be first come, first serve. Okay? If you memorize it before class and want to stop by and, and get it, let me know. Okay? All right. Everybody got it? Take a picture of it on your phone. I would because you'll probably end up putting this in your notebook or something. Um, take a picture on your phone and then you have the opportunity to kind of look at it and work on it, okay? And if you also look it up, if you look up Preposition Jingle on YouTube, there's people who like sing it. You can do it that way, okay? All right, a few more slides. Conjunctions. Conjunctions connect clauses or sentences together. Uh, conjunctions would be fanboys, F-A-N-B-O-Y-S. 
before and nor but or yet so. Conjunctions. Fanboys. We've got a couple more. Almost done. Okay, connect clauses or sentences. Fanboys. F A N B O Y S. Interjections. Also called exclamations, they're used to express emotion or sentiment. Hey, yeah, oh snap, wow, no, yes, what, oh. There's just three. Articles, A and and the. Okay, and the last one, I think, I think it was the last one. Gerund. Gerund, here is the one that you probably haven't heard of before. A gerund is a noun made from the verb by adding ing. So I did the reading, the swimming was rough. Eating ice cream is amazing. So it's a verb that has an ing, or a noun, I'm sorry. A noun with an ing, which ends up being a verb. I know these too well. Yeah, that's good. That's a good thing. Gerunds, it's adding that ing. And notice it's not, we went swimming, because that would be a verb. It's the swimming, which is a noun, right? This is, I did the reading. It's, that's a noun, it's not a verb. And then eating ice cream. That's not saying I am eating like a verb, it's a noun. So make sure you realize it's the noun form of that word. So it's a noun form of a verb. Yes, with ing. Homework, memorize preposition uh, jingle. Okay, if there are some of these you don't know, don't worry about it. We're gonna kind of be going down through all of these. We're gonna start with prepositions and then we'll we'll get into the other ones. Okay, last thing. Uh, apparently the office made a mistake when they brought me the note for the PSAT. Okay, which I've been arguing for you guys. On here it says September 19th. This is from the office. They wanted the money, I guess, yesterday. Mm -hmm. So, how many of you have not paid for your PSAT? Okay, so what I need for you guys to do is I need you to go down today. Like, I'm going to have you go down right now during class. I'm going to have you go down to the office and get your name on the PSAT list, which means you can still pay, but you need to be on the list by today. Okay? Um, they're going to extend it for you guys, even though they made the mistake. You need to go down and tell them that you're taking the test, and then you can still bring in your money by the 19th. Okay? So, who has not paid yet? Okay, so I need who, have you, all of you guys signed up for it yet? Okay, if you signed up for it, stay here. If you have not, I need you to get your stuff, walk downstairs, and I need you to go to the front office and sign up for the PSAT. Yeah, take your stuff with you. Yeah. 
Uh, I signed up for those like scholarships to wait does that count? Or that should count. Okay. But you might just go down just in case and put your name on the list. And then right next to your name to say um, signed up for scholarship. Or even write um, talk to Mrs. Talbot. Okay. Um, if you get free or reduced lunch, you qualify automatically to have it paid for. Okay, but then you gotta follow up with Mrs. Talbot probably tomorrow. Okay, grab your stuff. If I don't have your current event, I need that from you by the next class. If you need to sign up for the PSAT, you need to go. Have you guys already signed up? Have you signed up already? I have. Jessie, you already signed up? Have you guys both signed up? I think Coach K is going to do it. Go down, just make sure you put your name on it. Take yourself with you. Have you guys both signed up? Courtney, you signed up? Uh.